Hi, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Tara Humphrey. I run an award-winning healthcare consultancy specialising in supporting primary care networks. I'm a facilitator. I am a mum of three. I have an MBA and I would class myself as a bit of an adventurer. And I absolutely love all things business, all things leadership, all things management. So I created this podcast for clinical and non-clinical colleagues working in the field of health and care and for those of you looking to develop your leadership skills. Every week we release an episode which focuses on the hard and soft skills required to lead in this increasingly complex environment as we move to delivering more integrated care. So let's jump into this week's episode. Hey, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. My name is Tara Humphrey, and I run a healthcare consultancy called THC Primary Care, where we provide leadership and management and training to primary care networks across England. I got a small team. Hopefully by the end of January, we will have 13 members of staff. Three of those people are long-term contractors and the rest are employees. And I really wanted to record this episode to specifically share the tools and resources that have had a big impact on me recently, which are helping me to run my business. I'm a female entrepreneur. I'm based in the UK. And I was saying to my friend that there aren't many people that put out lots of content to share how they run their business. And I'm always really intrigued. Obviously, you've got like superstars that do it, but for your general small business owner, there aren't many. There are a lot of people in the online business world that share. But I think for those of us that've got a service-based business, understandably, we've just got our heads down and doing the work. And there's not always the time to produce podcasts and blogs like this. But I thought, Tara, just do it. You've been saying you want to do it for ages, so just do it. So I have got five book recommendations I say they've had a recent impact on me, but I've not just read them. You know, when you read a book and you're like, this book's changed my life. It's amazing. And then you put it down and you never see it again. I read these books back in 2022 and I'm still referring to them on a regular, regular basis. So let's jump in. The first book is by Gary Vanderchuk and the book is called 12 and a Half. The key takeaway that I have taken from this book is his take on 12 key leadership attributes and skills that we should be displaying on a regular basis. So he talks about the importance of using kind candor, gratitude, self-awareness, accountability, optimism, empathy, tenacity, patience, conviction, humility and ambition. It's really helped me in how I give feedback to my team members. And there was one incident where I didn't handle something very well at all. I was really disappointed with myself. I let my emotions get the better of me. I was pissed off and I made that clear. And usually I think (laughs) I'm pretty measured. But on that day, I just did not present myself in the way that I wanted to. And the first thing that I was reminded of was a our THC values. And one of those is that we take radical responsibility. So I kind of went away and reflected and thought, Tara, you are responsible. You are accountable for A, B and C. This is your fault. You are accountable. It's your business. 
and I need to take accountability. So I went back to a colleague and said, I'm really, really sorry. Can we start again? And we talked it through. But that book kind of came rushing back to me. And when I'm giving feedback, so I've got my THC team, but I also manage teams all across the country. In one of our networks in Warrington, there are 31 members of staff. I have varying degrees of engagement with those people. A few people I speak to on a regular basis and the book is reminding me to communicate that I'm showing empathy and remembering to be patient and remembering to be optimistic. You know, like it's a challenging time in primary care and to not let that get the better of me. So that book is a really quick read, but it's one of those books where I keep going back to it and remembering it is kind to be clear. That kind candor is really important. And when you don't say things, you make the situation worse because it escalates, it builds, or you're just spending an unnecessary amount of time thinking about things. Think about it, reflect on it, and then just get it out into the open and discuss it in a calm and professional way, and then move on. So the book, 12 and a Half by Gary Vanderchuk, I really enjoyed, and I keep revisiting it. The next book, which may be a bit of a wild card, is the book titled Manifest by Roxy Nafusi. If you know me well, you know I'm very logical and very practical and I love a system and I love a process, but it speaks to that part of me where I believe in manifestation. I believe in visualization. I believe in speaking good things and putting that out into the world and receiving that back and using words of affirmation. And I recorded a podcast with my old coach, Natalie Ekdal, who runs an organization called Biz Chicks on affirmations. And you wouldn't believe some of the things that I've managed to just speak into existence. It's definitely worked for me. So the book Manifest by Roxy Nafusi kind of does what it says on a tin, talks you through how to practically use the concept of manifestation. But the reason why I picked up this book is because my business currently is the biggest it's ever been. And I've not finished my business year when I'm recording this, but 2022 has been the biggest year for the business since its existence. And I've been in business for nearly eight years. So last year was absolutely incredible. We are recruiting staff. We've got online courses, getting speaking opportunities. I've been able to travel. The podcast is doing really well. The blog is doing insanely well. It's just so, so cool. But with that, I keep telling myself I'm really nervous about this business being the biggest it's ever been. The book talks about how we talk to ourselves. And if I keep telling myself, I'm really nervous, I'm really scared, I'm really nervous, I'm really scared, I'm going to manifest not great things. I need to remind myself, this is really exciting and I've got the systems, I've got the structures and I've got the support I need to make this a success. And I know for me, the more consistent I am, the more successful I become. That is my little affirmation. There are things I do every day, every week, every month, every quarter. I work to a 90-day plan and that works for me. And I just need to remember that and I need to not keep feeding myself doubt and negativity and keep telling everybody and their cat and their dog how nervous I am because I am really excited that that book reminded me our words have power and I have to be very cautious and intentional with what I'm telling myself and my team. So the book manifest, again, another really quick read, and I'm sure I'll pick that book up at another time 
and I'll get something completely different from it. It depends on where you are at that moment in time and what you're looking for. I was looking for a little bit of reassurance and Roxy, you gave it to me. So thank you. Another book that I'm absolutely loving is the book called Hyperfocus by Chris Bailey. And I picked up this book because I think like lots of people and because I was initially nervous, now I'm really excited about my growing business. I need to be on it. I really need to simplify what I'm doing. I need to slightly restructure how team members are feeding into me. And that has resulted in us hiring a head of primary care development. So that is a senior leadership position that will line manage the bulk of our team, freeing me up because at the moment, everybody comes to me and I love interacting with the team, but it does get overwhelming because I've got obviously my team and then I've got my clients. I'm doing sales and marketing and potential partnerships. So there's a lot of information coming my way and I need to be more productive. I need to work out what is it that I need to do? Where does my time need to be protected? And when can I have a little bit more flexibility? And when do I need to be more accessible to my team so they understand what is expected of them and they can just check in with me when they need to. So the book Hyperfocused has really helped me think about how I prioritize my tasks. Usually the prioritization framework that most of us will be aware of is important, not important, urgent, not urgent. And it's a broad brush statement, but lots of healthcare professionals probably just stick in the urgent bucket. They think everything is urgent and sometimes deprioritize the important things that would make their life easier in the long run. In the book Hyperfocus, Chris talks about in his framework whether work is unproductive and productive and attractive and unattractive. And ideally, we want to be spending uninterrupted time doing purposeful work. And that purposeful work is both productive and attractive. We often get lost in maybe attractive work, which is really unproductive, which I would put like social media in that box. It's very addictive, but how productive is it? You can lie to yourself, but that's not the stuff that moves the needle. It really, really isn't. So purposeful work for me is one of our clients. We're really trying to improve their pharmacy provision and service redesign. It is producing this podcast, writing a blog, writing the reports, developing my team and spending time with them. The distracting work is social media and don't hold me to this. I have come off Instagram. I'm taking a break because it's just not a priority. It's not a priority. It's distracting. It's unproductive. Oh, I'm definitely not going on it during work time. This is too much to be doing. Productive work, which is unattractive, is your necessary work. So that's for me like finance dotting the I's and crossing the T's on HR. And I don't mind doing things of that nature. Does it light me up? No, I'm happy to do it. The other box we've not spoke about is the unnecessary work. So it's unattractive and unproductive again. It's around going to every single meeting that I'm invited to or answering every single email, like straight away. I could spend all day in my email. That is unnecessary work. I don't need to. A, I've got an assistant and B, half of the emails, they don't require my time without being disrespectful. And I think everybody could say the same thing. I'm CC'd into a lot of stuff. The amount of messages I get, just wanted to check in and let you know X, Y, and Z. It's taken up my time. I'm no better off for it. So in the book, Hyperfocus, I really like Chris's framework for helping me to prioritize my tasks and understand where I'm spending my time and where I need to be spending my time. So he's also helping me 
think through what sort of environment do I need to be in to be my most productive without cutting myself off from the team. So that's a current, I wouldn't say a struggle, but that's just what I'm working through. I can't isolate myself. I need to be available and accessible to the team, but I also need to protect myself and not constantly have lots of interruptions so I can get on with the deep work, which is going to propel and move the business forwards. So I really am enjoying that book. Okay, the next book I really like, and I mentioned this in the beginning of episode 217 of the Business of Healthcare podcast with Dr. Owen, and that book is called Building Your Second Brain by Tiago Forte. I love this book. I absolutely love it. The essence of what I have taken from this book is that we have so many thoughts and ideas and life would be easier and better if you just wrote them down in an organized system. And that's what I've done. There's loads of YouTube videos on it and lots of people use Notion. Some people's second brain, it's intense. My second brain, I use, I think, three core tools. One is a huge wall calendar opposite me. And I can see broadly when I'm out of the office, key services that we're launching or key course that we're launching at a certain time, school holidays, because I've got three kids at three different schools and a few days are marked off as CEO days and that calendar is filling up. So a lot of my time before was constantly thinking, what am I doing? I think I'm doing this. I know I'm doing that. And I do obviously have a digital calendar, but where I do spend quite a lot of time in my office, it's nice to have the visual representation of what I am doing. So that forms part of my second brain. The other part of my second brain is in Asana. I would love to see a YouTube video of somebody storing their second brain in Asana. And essentially, anytime I have a thought, I just put it in Asana. And from a content perspective, because we have a newsletter, a blog, a podcast and a YouTube channel that we produce content weekly for, I'm always having ideas. But before reading that book, I'd lose half of them. But now I write them all in Asana under a heading. It says content and ideas. And I think at the last check, I had 83, 83 content ideas. Some of them are fully fledged ideas and I just need to refine them and send them over to Sophie for her to proofread. Some of them are just random, weird ideas, but I keep them there. I keep revisiting them. I can synthesize ideas and yeah, it makes it really easy to produce content outside of the marketing and business development. I keep my 90 day priorities in there. We use Asana to allocate tasks. So sometimes I'll be thinking Valentina needs to do X for me rather than me thinking Valentina needs to do X for me and just carrying around that all day. I just pop it in Asana straight away. And then I've got an iPad and I use the GoodNotes app and I just downloaded a digital planner from Etsy, from K Digital. And that's where I put my day-to-day priorities in and my my day-to-day to-do list. So in those three places are my second brain. And I obviously I do use Outlook. It's a little bit repetitive, but that's how I like to learn and that's how I remember things. So that's the book, I think in a nutshell. that's what I've taken from it. And I love it. If you've read that book and you enjoyed it, I'll spend hours talking to you about it. I'd love to see like, what do you use for your second brain? I've not seen many people use Asana. Asana is just a list and you can have different boards, but it's nothing fancy. And I did think Tara, don't waste your time (laughs) creating a notion board to manage your second brain like that. I don't think that is a good use of my time. Don't get sucked into this world. Keep it simple. So I love, love, love that book. 
And then I reread the book by Darren Hardy called The Compound Effect. And that's another really quick read. I've read that book so many times, but that book just reminds me to be consistent. And sometimes being consistent is really boring. Churning out a blog every week, churning out a podcast every week. Sometimes I don't want to, (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Having team meetings on a regular basis, sometimes I think, oh no, we're good. We don't need it. You have to put in the legwork. When people meet me, they're surprised when I tell them I run ultramarathons and can cycle ultramarathon distances because I'm not not in the best shape, but I got the legs for it. I got the quads, I got the glutes and it's repetition. It's a compound effect of going out on a regular basis, even when I don't want to, rain, sleet, snow, ice, I hit the pavements or I go to the gym and I put in the repetitions. And when you keep doing that, you can only get the result. It's undeniable. You will be able to complete the distance if you train on a regular, regular basis. And I've seen that in my work. I think I would not categorize myself in this overnight success, but you'll know what I mean when people talk about an overnight success, but behind the scenes, they've been grinding it out for years. And you start to see in my instance, little buds of success. And that is because eight years ago, I set out to do something and then I just trundle away at it. And it's not the exciting stuff. It's not the stuff that people do create content about because it's not very interesting. Don't get me wrong, I like it and I'm very passionate about it, but sometimes the process of doing it can be a bit of a pain when you are tired, you're grumpy, you know, you might have had an argument with your spouse, the kids are playing up. It's not the exciting work, but when you do it, exciting stuff happens. So those are the books I've been reading and really, really enjoying and revisiting. And with those books, because I've read the book Building Your Second Brain, I've made notes on them. I've made my own diagrams. I would say I'm a prolific reader and I like to listen to audiobooks and I can read quite quickly. And I would remember some, I probably remember like a quarter of the stuff that I've read because I never made notes on it. I really didn't. But from reading The Second Brain, it's like when you listen to a podcast and you like a point, write it down, create a section that says books and podcasts, just write a few notes down. You're more likely to remember it and then you can revisit it because you've written it down. But if you just listen, read that book, move on, read that book, move on, it's hard to retain it and get the most from it. These authors have spent so much time writing this book and researching all of the aspects for you. They want you to take it. And it's also forced me to slow down. I used to take pride in going, I've read 50 books this year. Actually, If I've not remembered half of it, then it doesn't really matter. So with the book by Chris Bailey, Hyperfocus, I can only read maximum a chapter at a time because I'm like, oh, I need to write that down or what does it mean? Or I'm really reflecting on this. So it's it's taken me a long time to get through that book and I'm really, really enjoying it because I'm treating it like a course and not just a book that I'm just trying to gobble up just to get to the end. So those books are really helping me feel more productive. They're improving my leadership and my communication skills. It's all about communication, which makes you a better leader. If any of you have read those books, I'd love to know what you think. And if you choose any, again, yeah, let me know. Just as a quick summary, those books are 12 and a Half by Gary Vanderchuk, Manifest by Roxy Nafusi, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, Building Your Second Brain by Tiago Forte and Hyperfocus by Chris Bailey. I'll see you in the next episode.
so much for joining us. If you like what you hear, I would absolutely love it if you left us an iTunes rating and five star review. I know many of you give us a shout out on social media, which is lovely to see you guys listening to the podcast. So please come and find us on Twitter at THC Primary Care, on Instagram and on LinkedIn. Just look for Tara Humphrey. And if you're not subscribed to our newsletter, please do. You get to hear more insights, more confessions, some tips and tools and a roundup of our activity over the week. So click on join the newsletter in the show notes and I will see you in in the next episode.